Hey, what's going on, parents? Welcome back. Welcome. Teenager Tuesday. I love it. Here One of my are. favorite times of the week. Yes, first uh, series of 2023. Yep. Here we are. We did it. We made it. Yeah. And if you're not, rec- if you don't recognize the voices uh, that you're listening to, maybe <laughs> this is your first time tuning in, podcast was shared with you or something like that. Uh, my name is Will Perry. I'm the least student pastor at Hope Fellowship. And with me is... Hi, guys. My name is Tisha Solomon, and I am the student pastor at the Frisco East Campus. Yes. We're so glad to be with y'all today. So excited. Very excited yeah, to start this series. For sure. Uh, it's something that all parents kind of navigate, mm-hmm, all parents sure. talk through, all parents talk with, hopefully talk with their students about, or yeah. at least have worries about, and it is just simply friends. Yeah. Uh, for five of the next six weeks, we're going to be, six weeks, we're going to be talking about friends, friendships, and all kinds of different topics inside of that, which Tisha, you were kind of mentioning that yeah. this is something that you've gone through with yeah. your kids. Yeah. I have three teenagers and this is something that we've walked through with our kids and I would say probably every parent listening to this podcast can say yeah me too whether you have a kid who has a hundred friends and uh, it's hard to dial down like who their best friends are or maybe the kid who is having trouble making friends or even saying like I don't even have one friend mm-hmm. I think that this is just something across the board that parents um, help their students navigate in a lot of different ways and so I'm excited to dive into this and I think it's going to give a really good fresh perspective on friendships and teenagers and um, I think it's going to be helpful for uh, parents listening. Yeah I think so and uh, you know we do a survey to start the year and uh, mostly on Facebook Mm -hmm. and uh, we had over 400 parents reply to that. That's amazing. Uh, that, that, and voted on different, either different topics or put in topics. And friendship was the second most uh, voted on. Like, hey, help us out with this. Right. Um, behind a, a series that we're doing a little bit later in, in into this year on um, just being a Christian in a non-Christian culture, yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, uh, so very excited to get the year started. For sure. And on this episode, part one of Friends, we're going to be talking about navigating loneliness. With your student, yeah, and maybe through three different lenses mm-hmm. to uh, perspectives that we can kind of look at as parents and guardians and yeah. you know grandparents of teenagers who uh, feel lonely, are lonely, yeah. feel like they, you know, maybe maybe like you said, you're like they have a ton of friends right. or they have a bunch of acquaintances, yeah, and they don't really have any close friends. So, well, we've yeah. talked about this. Well, so sorry, we've talked yeah. about this where. Um, students talk about this all the time and how they feel lonely and how Gen Z is like the loneliest generation. And kids, students are feeling it. They're the most connected because of social media, but they are the loneliest. And so how do we help our kids navigate this? And Mm -hmm. I think that a little bit, they have lost the art of being a friend and becoming a friend and learning how to be a friend and, um, it's our job as parents, like to help them navigate that and help them figure it out. Yeah, it so. is. So the first perspective, yeah. the first lens, lens that we're going to kind of yeah. look through on this, on loneliness is, um, again, something that maybe you haven't really thought about because I yeah. think loneliness, we go immediately to, are they around people? Um, but the first yeah. perspective is sometimes loneliness can come from a lack of vulnerability. Yeah, it, it, you know, it might not, sure. It might not matter how much of the time you're around people if... When you're around people, those people don't actually know you. Yeah. You're not open with them or you haven't, as a person, you haven't practiced being open in an appropriate way, yeah. in, a, in a good, vulnerable way. Um, so you you are around people, but you're not known by those people. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. I think that, you know, being known is a two-way street, right? Yeah. Where... Um, 
so many times people are hoping that someone will open up to them and want to be their friend um, and say things, but they're not willing to share maybe who they are because they're scared of ridicule or rejection or something like that. And so they're like, yeah, you can say whatever you want to say to me, but I've got, I'm a little guarded, right? Yeah. So uh, it's just reminding our students that students that being vulnerable is a two way street. It is. Yeah. And being vulnerable to the right people. Yes. Right. For uh, sure. Like it's something with this is like, oh, be vulnerable with your friends. You yeah. know, I, I feel like if we just as parents, if we just said that to a teenager, yeah. they'd be like, uh, no. Uh, yeah. Are you <laughs> no, kidding? You know, That's like, the last thing I'm gonna do. Right. I don't yeah. I, like I don't know if the fir- the best like next step immediately from that is to go to your student and say, like, I'm lonely. It's like, oh, okay, well just go vomit everything to right. everybody. Tell them about your life. Right. Everything. It, it might be best to like say, Oh, how how comfortable are you being vulnerable to just people in general? Yeah. Because then you can really kind of steer the conversation towards let's practice vulnerability between us. Yeah. Because you're the best person for them to be vulnerable to anyways. Absolutely. You know? then, and yeah. Yeah. And I would say too that like in order for your student to feel comfortable being vulnerable, for sure, who they're around, identify key people, but are you teaching them how to be vulnerable? Yeah. In your home, are That's you modeling yeah. that? Because when you're having a bad day, are you talking through that with your student? I mean, maybe, but are you doing it in a healthy way? Yeah. Do you have people that you're inviting into your home or they see you around a table, a dinner table at church, wherever it may be, where you're sharing some of the things that you're going through and working through in your life? Because if they're not going to see you do it, there ain't no way for that sure. they're going to do it. Yeah, and that's sure. just the honest truth because we know this will and i know this as student pastors we do so many so much research on this but as a parent your influence is the biggest influence in your student's Mm -hmm. life so you want them to do something you want them to be some kind of way you've got to model that for them yeah yeah you know so good uh number two Number two perspective to kind of look through is simply volunteering opportunities. Yeah. If somebody's, you know, if you feel lonely, uh, then one of the best ways to gain connection with people is to work towards a goal or to to serve Mm -hmm. people together with other people. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And your your, um, uh, son, he volunteers. Yes. Uh, Zachary, he volunteers. He does production team and uh, at Hope and he actually loves doing that he um, feels like he's connected with the people on that team because they're all kind of doing the same thing they all kind of have the same vibe as him it's something that he loves doing um, and he feels proud about what he's doing too and I think there's something about that and he sees those guys at church and girls um, and like hey you know hey how you doing you know it's an instant connection for him and I love that in fact you know my two of my kids volunteer and they love it. It, It's a really healthy outlet for them. Mm. And they know people because of that. They're connected because of that. Which is so so cool. Which is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And and there's research around if you are doing something with other people towards Mm -hmm. something. Yeah. There's just so much more mental health. Yeah. Like uh, it'd be too long to talk about right now, but just quickly, I remember uh, seeing last year this, this, study came out about sports and mm-hmm. how team sports really bring mental health. Yeah. It, it showed even in individual sports like tennis and golf, yeah. they didn't score as high on mental health as the team sports. Yeah, because so it's, it's an individual. Yeah, exactly. That's interesting. It's like doing things together. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's good. And I think, you know, just knowing what your student is passionate about and helping them find a group of people that's passionate about the same thing mm. and volunteering in that way. And it might look weird and different than other students who volunteer, but that's okay. Yeah. 
Um, I think that's so good. So yeah, volunteering opportunities. Volunteer. That's yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, number three, which yeah. is the last one for today, is uh, surprising to me. But doing my research on this, on loneliness and students and everything, I came across this with um, if you uh, from Psychology Today. Mm -hmm. So if you Google like. Uh, teenagers loneliness psychology today you can read this full article mm -hmm. but the article talks about how self-control is a major factor mm -hmm. when it comes to loneliness yeah which was surprising to me at yeah. first but then as i read through it wasn't as surprising uh because it talked about how the the better we are at self-control it's just people but mm -hmm. specifically in teens the the better we are with self-control then the more intention we have in uh, uh conversations and interactions with people mm -hmm. it's almost like as you work on your self-regulation self-control mm -hmm. the better you are about um interacting with people in a way that they would like to be around you mm -hmm. you know like yeah the if you think about the people that you really don't want to be around yeah there's probably lack of self-control yeah and maybe something that you like an annoying tick or something mm. like that or maybe they're talking too much about themselves or something along those lines and yeah. so if if I can see how self-control would really play into that because it's almost like self-control is creating self-awareness yes, self in your student, yes. you know, yeah. which I can see that. And how many students are completely self-aware? I mean, how many yeah. adults are completely self-aware? Sure. Yeah. You yeah. know, scripture says only God can know us. Right. You know? Absolutely. We can only know us only fully. Only know us fully right. to everything that we are. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I think uh, self-control in that way and learning self-control and helping our kids figure that out um, can be so crucial to friendships and loneliness yeah. um, and maybe breaking out of that shell. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, it's something that maybe a lot of us don't even think about. No, like for it sure. It takes self-control to have good connections and, and relationships with yeah. people. So, yeah. Uh, parents, we, we hope this was helpful. Uh, this is, again, part one of a five-part series. Yes. Uh, next week, we're going to be tackling a, a, good, a good friendship, but from the perspective of how can we help our students become good friends? Mm -hmm. um, and then later, we'll get to how, how we can help them be, uh, find good friendships. Uh, so for now, uh, I'll sign off for us. Uh, signing off today, you can do this. You're not alone. God is with you, and so are we. Have a great week. Yes, we love you, parents. See you next time.